Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes. Nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. FM here in Accra and Kumasi, we are on Love. 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are also on myjoyonline.com. Tonight, minority leader takes on President Akufado for going mute on the grave unemployment situation in the country in his State of the Nation address. The unemployment situation in our country is at a critical point. Yet, yet, we did not hear a word from our president on this matter. We have details as President Akofado claims without evidence that his government has saved Ghana 10 trillion Ghana cities in what would have been paid as judgment debts. The office of the Attorney General as a result has saved the country over 10 trillion Ghana cities. 
Now, amidst calls for removal of former finance minister Ken Ofurieta from his new portfolio, President Akufado is optimistic his recent reshuffle will not affect government's engagement with the IMF to restore economic growth. It is important to underline that the recent change in the leadership of the finance ministry will not affect government's commitment to implementing the terms agreed with the IMF. And also in this package. And John Mahama presents his choice of running mate to the party for consideration by the highest decision-making bodies of the NDC. But who is the ideal choice? Operation maintain Nana Jane or a new face? Who will it be? We're here from the party which is confident the choice of running mate will be shocking. When the council meets, I believe that we'll surely put a name out, a name that will shake the foundation of the MPP. Currently, they are, they are in chief begging for people with credibility to come and pay. And in business, some um, stalled infrastructure projects financed by external creditors move on to government of Ghana budget to fast-track completion. And in sports, President Akufado to unveil a presidential policy on football in attempt to improve the fortunes of the game in the country. We have that and more in tonight's edition of Newsnight. You want to join us with your thoughts and your comments is via WhatsApp is 055-1111-997. I am MFA Apao. We have details right after this break. Please do stay with us. Thank you so much for staying with us here on Newsnight. You're on Joy 99.7 FM in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. Many of you are still talking about the president's penultimate state of the nation address that was delivered earlier today. A number of issues came up. Well, tonight, the minority leader, Dr. Kesa Latoforsen, says President Akufuado's State of the Nation address is incomplete, having failed to touch on the unemployment issue in the country. Well, the latest Ghana Statistical Service survey painted a bleak picture about the country's unemployment situation, but the minority says the president failed to comprehensively announce a plan to tackle the unemployment conundrum. More reactions from the State of the Nation address shortly, but first, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante has a wrap from the president's message. This was President Ekufado's penultimate State of the Nation address. He will be expected to address MPs and the nation again later on in the year or the new year in 2025 when a new government is set to, 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 to assume the reins of power from him. But the president spoke at length. Indeed, he spoke for more than an hour. And some of the key things President Ekufado spoke about had to do with the State of the Nation in terms of security. He speaks about how so many countries in the sub-region are witnessing terrorist activities, but Ghana has been spared. West Africa is under threat of terrorism and violent extremism, rapidly spreading southwards from the Sahel to coastal West Africa. We can no longer take the territorial integrity of our countries for granted. Indeed, many of our neighbors have already fallen victim and lost large portions of their territories to extremist groups. And Ghana, by the grace of the Almighty, is the only coastal state along the Gulf of Guinea that has so far not recorded a terrorist attack. But the president is zoomed seen on regional conflict, the chief tendency conflict that he says has the potential of causing some major destabilization in the country. 
that we continue to have so many chieftaincy and land disputes around the country, which tend to be breeding grounds for internal tensions and destabilization. Mr. Speaker, I must make special mention of the troubles in Boko. 2024 election being on the horizon, the president is assuring that as the executive president, his government will not do anything to jeopardize the name and the democratic reputation of the country. A lot of the responsibility lies on the Electoral Commission to put the organization in place that will ensure that we have credible elections. The government is doing its part to make the work of the Electoral Commission go smoothly. A lot of responsibility lies on the political parties as well. And I hope that the parties recognize that their credibility is also on the line. The president said without providing any evidence that his government under the leadership of Attorney General Godfrey Yebo Adame has saved the country up to 10 trillion Ghana cities in what would have been paid in judgment debts. The Attorney General has continued in a very effective manner the tradition under this administration of contesting every single litigation against the state and has avoided the numerous judgment debts that used to be given against the state. The office of the Attorney General, as a result, has saved the country over 10 trillion Ghana cities. The evidence is there. The president has been assuring that the recent change at the finance ministry will stabilize the country's economic affairs. One of which will be commissioning the Nana Ajiman Prempe, the first international airport in Kumasi, and naming the recently commissioned airport in Tamale the Yakubo Tali International Airport of Tamale. Mr. Speaker, we stumbled but we are rising again. We were bruised, but we are healing. We have recovered our footing. We have dusted ourselves off. And now we face tomorrow with confidence. Well, when the president ended his State of the Nation address, the minority and the majority leaders slugged it out. We first heard from the majority leader, Alexander Fenyo-Markin, who really spoke about how his side was ready to debate. Well, it appears the minority side are also already in debate mode, insisting that the president did not speak about so many things, including unemployment. You will recall that Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya sought to extricate himself from the problems of this government. Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya said he was only the driver's mate. Today, the president said as the executive president, all responsibility in terms of how this government has done in office should rest with him. But the president, of course, will not conclude this speech without some jabs to the opposition NDC, saying that in seven years, his government has done more than any NDC government in this country's history. MPs are set to debate the president's message on the state of the nation, as usual, is divided on partisan lines. Whilst the NDC believe the president said nothing of note, the MPP believe that the president has really said something in terms of laying the foundation in terms of what this government took over in 2017 and what it's been able to do now. Well, there were also cheers and jeers. 
depending on which side the people stood. Reporting for Joy News, Kweku Asante, Parliament House, Accra. And we managed um, to drag him uh, back from Parliament into the studios. He joins me uh, right here with all the details. Really, um, pretty much everything that you missed, he's put it in that report. But there's some key things that we're hoping to get some answers to. Uh, first off, I would like to talk about the atmosphere. But really, uh, before that, the issue about the 10 trillion that um, the Attorney General must have saved uh, this country uh, as a result of judgment debt. I'm sure you sought to find out more um, from the majority side, especially, and whether the, the Attorney General himself was in parliament and were you able to get some answers as to when we'll get some real evidence to back this claim in fact when the president made that claim all the cameras then directed to the attorney general who was sitting right in the front piece and he was looking out smiling later on at the end of the speech we tried to go around and try and speak to him try and see 10 trillion is a lot of money mm -hmm. if you look at it in terms of dollars it is 795 million dollars 795 billion dollars mm -hmm. It's so huge. We that are the if, IMF for three billion. Exactly. If this is what government has been able to save on judgment debts alone, what kind of judgment debts were those? The minority clearly were in disbelief when the president said that, and that is why the president then had to respond that, well, the evidence is there. Mm. The attorney general, we understand in the coming days, is going to provide some further and better particulars. Some people may, some people also say maybe the president was speaking in terms yeah, of the old, old currency. Mm -hmm. If it's old currency, then it whittles the amount down a little bit. But of course, in the coming days, if the president is able to bring the further and better particular particulars together with the AG, then the public can now look at the data and see if it matches the amount the president put out. Well, uh, the time advertised for mm. today's um, SONA was um, 10, 10 a.m. Uh, we heard the speaker apologize for this. But at the beginning, uh, the, the majority, minority um, presence, we, we know that it, they were absent yeah. from the House until um, just when they were going to start this particular program. Really, yes. let's talk about events before, during and after. Well, some have said that probably John Mahama saved the day because mm. up until 11.30, almost midday, the minority MPs had still not come to take their seats. That meant that it was only half a side in parliament that were seated and the other chairs were all empty. Mm. That would have been a spectacle if the president were to come in and address. And the president had arrived just around 10 o'clock. Mm. So he was ready to deliver the address, but the minority MPs said they had concerns. First, they said the Bank of Ghana governor had called him name, had, had called them names. Notable absences today were the Bank of Ghana governor. Of course, he was not around mm. together with deputies. They did not come around. They also said that the president himself had refused to sign some three bills that Francis Xavier sponsored and also that president was refusing to release monies under the District Assembly's Common Fund. So nearing two hours to the original scheduled time for the address to begin, the address beginning was, it, in fact, you could see the diplomatic community in, in, in some sort of, they were really surprised what was going on, what is going to happen. And then at some point, the NDCMPs were around, but they were not in the chamber. They were, some of them were in the coffee shop, lurking around. And then John Mahama goes out, talks to them every, every now and then, comes back, takes his seat, talks to Julius Debra, goes back together with the national chairman. Then he comes in together with the minority leader. Then all the NDCMPs now come to take their seat. Mm -hmm. And the information we pick now is that John Mahama said this is a national event. Despite the grievances they may have, they need to really show up so that the president can deliver his address. Of course. Without them, the president could have still gone on, mm -hmm. but it would have been a spectacle. But also, when because we're talking about John Mahama, when he was introduced by the Speaker of Parliament, NDC MPs were on their feet singing, we are near GM Beba. <laughs> and then there were NPP MPs who also decided that they will call him dead goat. That also led to some delay of almost 20 minutes because each side 
were taking their turns to chant. We have His Excellency John Dramani Muhammad. Both the minority and the majority in that chance, uh, mm. JMB and then the dead goats and all yeah. that. But really, uh, we then settled uh, for the address itself. Yeah. We've been hearing uh, portions of that address. You've been giving us uh, that wrap. But let's talk about the leaders, their responses after the president had concluded his address. So, therefore, we are getting a foreshadow of the debate. The debate is expected to start on Thursday. And today, something also dramatic happened. Ordinarily, when the address closes, it is the minority leader who moved the motion for adjournment. Mm -hmm. But the Speaker of Parliament also did something that probably caught the majority leader of guard and tricked him a bit. Mm -hmm. He asked him, what are we doing next? Mm -hmm. Normally that question will go to the minority leader who moved the motion and then make some comments. The majority leader always has the last word on these matters. But today, Afenio Maki, the new majority leader, had the first word. Talking about how they were ready for the debate. He has read all the budget and the, the, the state of the nation address that John Muhammad presented. Mm -hmm. They were just of lamentations. And then Atul Fawson also come in and talk about what he says is the biggest national issue now, employment issue. And he said the president has failed to tackle it and talks about the appointment, appointment of Ken Furiata. He says, now we have a domestic finance minister and we have a, a minister of finance abroad. We are down, but we rise again under... under the able leadership he is providing and the future which is assured. Mr. Speaker, we are by the practice of this House ready to debate Mr. President's message. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Considering that the situation we find ourselves as a country, Mr. Speaker, we are ready to debate this message now. However, Mr. Speaker, as has been the practice, members would want to prepare. And I noticed that the minority leader was jotting down a lot of notes. I need to remind him that I have with me the 2014, 2013, and the 2016 State of the Nation Address. And all of these were full of lamentations. So, Mr. Speaker, I don't know what he was actually jotting down. But if he was any it was a, a, a debate he was preparing for, Mr. Speaker. I want to assure him that we will face him with this optimism and remind him of the lamentations of 2013, 2014, 2015, and 2016. Mr. Speaker, the hands up will record me today. Mr. Speaker, the unemployment situation in our country is at a critical point. Yet, yet, we did not hear a word from our president on this matter. Mr. Speaker, out of 33 million population, only 11.3 million are employed. This number includes peasant farmers. Mr. Speaker, the difference between the 33 million and 11.3 million is what I call ninja. No income, no jobs, no assets. I am shocked to the marrow to have noticed that our president, following the recent ministerial reshuffle, has increased the size of his government. Mr. Speaker, today we have a Minister of Finance Domestic and a Minister of Finance International. That's the minority leader, Dr. Kesel Latoforce. And earlier you had the majority leader, Alexander Fenyumarking. There's a number of reactions I've been seeing on our WhatsApp console. We'll go through them. But some Ghanaians and Kumasi have expressed dissatisfaction with the government performance in various sectors of the economy. Some of them we interacted with on the streets of Kumasi believe his address failed to touch on their key concerns. He hasn't been able to meet my expectations. I was expecting more from him. Yes, as a leader, once challenges comes, we expect you to live up to expectation, right? And unfortunately, it has always been more of bare complaints, you know, allowing the factors to extend our shocks and all those things. But I think that's why you are elected as a leader. So we expect you to come up with innovative ideas and drive us out of these economic situation but, but, but the last year of the president is, is a crucial one because it's an election year and you think that even as an election year as a crucial election year he hasn't done much well we are here, we are here to see personally i'm here to see that and um i think once they are trying to break the eight which which historically 
hasn't been done before. We, I expect a lot of things to be done. Be well, my general expectations of the government has not been met. I, I must be very honest with you. Um, and I don't think <laughs> the NPP, the government itself, know. Like, they know that they have not met expectations. Looking at the way they are trying to shield people from the perceived or the... The, the, the economic mess, that the way people are trying to hide or run away from it. Looking at the vice president saying his role is just an advisory and then his role is not constitutionally uh, stipulated. If things were going on that wall, I don't think they'll be making these excuses. The current state or the current affairs in parliament should tell you that they themselves, they know that they have not met the expectations of Ghanaians because Ghanaians voted for them expecting we had so much expectation in the president, to be very honest. And then we expected the president to, if not um, take us there, at least solve majority of our problems. But then this is the case. We, we got saddled with a lot of taxes, some sanitary power tax, the e-levy, a lot of taxes that people like that were, was overburdening the citizens. Being a listening government comes with being proactive. You have to be proactive when Ghanaians are asking for things to be done at a specific time, you do it at that time. But when you wait until when you feel like doing it, that is when you are not going to be rightly tagged as a listening government, but a government who feels like this is the time I want to do what I want to do. To say it's on its right path will be relative. What am I comparing it to? Am I comparing it to some two years ago? Am I comparing it to four years ago, five years, six years ago? It will depend on what I'm comparing the current state of the nation to, and then I will say it is on the right. If I'm comparing it to President Agufuadu first term, I won't say it is on the right path because his first four years was good, very good than the last four years. And of course, the president has made mention of the impacts that Ghanaians have had and all over the world. We've had impacts, COVID and then as usual, Russia and Korea war, Russia-Ukraine war, sorry. We've had all these indicators, but what is the way forward? Are we, are we, are we still stuck with the Russia-Ukraine war and COVID impacts as of now? Well, some um, thoughts on the streets of Kumase, um, some engagement there with my colleague Nana Buache Dankwa Yadom. Well, you heard the majority leader in his closing remarks. He talks about the fact that we have a domestic finance minister and a foreign finance minister. You've been hearing reactions following that appointment of Ken Furiata. Now, the president says he's confident the removal of the former finance minister Ken Furiata will not affect government's engagement with the International Monetary Fund to restore economic growth. Well, his comments come closely on the heels of renewed calls for Star from his party to remove his cousin as Ghana's special envoy on international finance and private sector investment. Well, he touched on this issue during his State of the Nation address. Listen. Mr. Speaker, it is important to underline that the recent change in the leadership of the finance ministry will not affect government's commitment to implementing the terms agreed with the IMF to ensure that we restore the economy to healthy growth as soon as possible. Indeed, the macro economy was much stronger at the end of 2023 than in 2022. Inflation, which peaked at 54.4% in December 2022, has reduced to 23.5% in January 2025. Real GDP growth for the first three quarters of 2023 averaged 2.8%. 
higher than the targeted growth rate of 1.5% for 2023. The CD has been largely stable since, since February 2023, with a cumulative depreciation of 9% between February and December 2023. Gross international reserves reflected a significant build-up of over 5.9 billion United States dollars, enough to cover 2.7 months of import of goods and services. The current account turned positive at 1.4% of GDP at the end of September 2023, from negative 2.1% at the end of December 2022. Generally, the macroeconomic indicators are once again all pointing in the right direction. Well, as a country, do we really need a special envoy on international finance and private sector investments when we have a finance minister? Well, IMF's Julie Kozak promised to continue talks with finance minister-designate Mohamed Amin Adam to bring the Ghanaian economy to sound footing. Well, he's not the minister-designate. He's actually the finance minister. Looking ahead, steadfast policy and reform implementation will be needed to fully and durably restore macroeconomic stability and debt sustainability in Ghana. It will be critical for the government to continue implementing the program as envisaged uh, to ensure sustainable growth and poverty reduction. With respect to some of the questions regarding um, other developments, I just want to emphasize that the IMF remains fully engaged and supportive of Ghana's efforts under the ongoing program and the debt restructuring Uh, negotiations. We have been in continuous dialogue with the Ghanaian authorities, including with the minister-designate when he served as Minister of State for Finance. And our commitment to assisting Ghana remains uh, steadfast, and we look forward to continuing our fruitful cooperation with the new minister. Well, let me engage a former finance minister, Seth Tekbe, thankfully, joins us on the line. He's been there, done that. We'll also join uh, on the phone shortly a professor of finance at the University of Ghana, Professor Gottfried Bokping. Is this issue really about all our engagement with the IMF? Is it personality-driven or is it really about the policy and what it is that we are doing? Is it centered around the persons or the personalities involved in this? Mr. Seth Tekbe, thank you so much uh, for joining us here on News Tonight tonight. So, really... How does it work? How seamless will it be for finance minister and the new finance minister, Amin Adam, to take over from where his former boss left off? Is it really about the personality or really our engagement with the IMF in itself? Yeah, IMF, thank you very much. Let me say that um, for me, the focus is on where we are now. And it's clear from the IMF that they expected to do more. Those interviews started to emerge those views on the IMF, about four of them in the last two weeks or so, started to emerge when we started talking about changes, you know, to the tax regime. The IMF program is heavily focused, you know, on, you know, revenue performance because it's not too strong, you know, on the expenditure side. And that is why there seems to be some alarm. But even if we come to personality or policy, uh, MFA, what has that giving Ghana. Did you notice that the president, all of a sudden, uh, with due respect, was comparing his record with his record? No longer the record of President Mahama, as used to be the case. 
no longer the pontification that you know they were doing well. In any event, who brought the economy to that point in 2022 with the deficit financing and all that before it seems to be going down now? The record is clear that we have had the wet, you know, with, uh, revenue has been stagnant despite three oil fields. Expenditure ballooned, resulting in a huge deficit, the largest in Ghana since the 1980s. We have defaulted. That's what we should be focusing on. And I'm what I was expecting. Now, the former minister has been made an envoy. Mm-hmm. You know, it took us a year to do the domestic debt restructuring. We don't know the full terms, you know, of the bilateral restructuring. We should come back to parliament. Remember, it's an external debt. As we speak, with him in charge or without, we have not been able to even penetrate the initial negotiations with the commercial creditors. These are the things which one expected, you know, the president, you know, to address with respect to the way forward. Mm. Uh, Yes, personalities, you know, maybe, you know, uh, could be important. And the positions are also important. You know, because the question is, during the, when discussions are held in the Ministry of Finance, elevated to the Office of President, that is where the advisor is come. And that is where your question becomes, you know, relevant. Mm-hmm. Because the President ultimately has to take a recommendation. But I think we should, we should be able to assess this when we do the third review, you know, which will be coming soon, uh, uh, following the second review, or when, since it's also an external envoy, when we continue with the negotiation, you know, particularly with the commercial creditors, then we'll be able to assess. And let me mention, by the way, that during our time, if you remember Dr. Butchie said, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, discussions with the IMS, but ultimately, the Memorandum of Understanding and the, <clears throat> the MEFP and the Letter of intent were prepared and signed by the Minister for Finance, you know, and, you know, the um, governor, as it has always been. And in Washington, it is the two which led the discussions and the negotiations. So I would say that, you know, with respect to, you know, um, very important personalities on either side participating in the reform process. I wouldn't fault that. But we are talking about, you know, people with a record, you know, which is, uh, which has led the country to its needs, relying on only, you know, treasury bills to finance government is unsustainable. And it doesn't matter whether the treasury bill rate is going down. It doesn't matter whether inflation has been trending downwards. The record is that this is the only government that took inflation to 50%, and that would never be arbitrated. Mm-hmm. This is the only government that did deficit financing, totaling the entire deficit in our mouth. And this is the only government that has defaulted in our history. 
Well, well, that's said, that said, that said, that's what we should be preoccupied with. Well, that said, uh, Mr. Tekpe, you must, it must be refreshing to hear in your own words that the president was comparing his own record with that of his own record and not uh, the case that we've heard over the period with um, the yeah, previous administration. That's what we want but, to but, but really, uh, there's also an admission of responsibility mentioning that no, the back stops with him. Uh, that, that's commendable, isn't it? Emeva, mm-hmm. the president, this is the last state of the nation address. The president is supposed to be giving a record of his, you know, if not seven, getting to eight years, at least last four years. And this is the first time we are seeing a president compare his record with his own record. Instead of, instead of going back and telling us, you know, the achievements over the four years, yes, he did mention some of them. But when it came to the critical points in terms of fiscal performance reserves and others, most recent, most recent severe external shocks compounded pre-existing fiscal debt and vulnerabilities. And we are talking about 2020. This is a reference to COVID. But it's saying that there was something wrong with the economy in 2020. And I must saying it. That is before COVID. He's saying this because they corrected it in the 2019 Article 4. And we didn't, the government decided to ignore it. Even at the time they were presenting the budget, the deficit was revised to 7%. It's for 7% from 4.9. The deficit was, the, the, the following year, 2019, deficit was revised. You know, 2018 was, 2019 years was revised to 7.2 compared to 5.3. Debt was revised. So it is not true. That economy was on sound footing, even going, you know, into the COVID crisis. Okay. It wasn't. Mr. Tekwe, we'll have to leave it here. And the discussions have just started. And um, knowing that we've just heard from the president, uh, there will be a lot of reactions going forward. But we're taking a look at the issue of our personality or policy when it comes to an IMF uh, negotiations. Briefly, we'll take a comment also from Professor uh, Gottfried Bokping, as uh, a professor of finance on this. We are grateful for your time here on Newsnight. I'm sure you've been listening uh, to the president also. Really, your immediate reaction in terms of the admission of responsibility amongst others when it comes to the state of the economy? Well, good evening, Emifa, and good evening to our cherished listeners. Um, I think that's uh, an, uh, a humbling um, um, admission. I think um, we are happy about that. That is not to suggest that it actually relieves us of the pains and the hardship Ghanaians are going through. But Emifa, that's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Look at it this way. Uh, the president's first of the nation address was in 2017, right? Mm-hmm. we were under an IMF program. The president last of the nation address, we are still under an IMF program. That particular IMF program, hello? Yes, we are listening, Professor. That particular IMF program, we considered it to be our last, or that was going to be the last. Even when we exited that program in April 2019, we said it was going to be the last. And that's we're, here, no, we we're not going to the IMF again, no matter what we do. Yes, we are. So look at this country. Probably seven years or eight years, we have just moved from IMF to IMF. Where we pick the stone is exactly where we are placing it. In between, we've seen variations. And that is very sad for this country. And I hope that we will learn useful lessons from this that. There is one thing, having good intention. 
there's another thing having the courage and the will to transmit that good intention into accomplishment. On the most on the substantive issue, mm-hmm. I don't think that a change of personality would necessarily affect the IMS program. Okay. Um, the former finance minister had said that the program that he implemented, he was not even the one who led the negotiation. It was Professor Kwesibotri who led the negotiation, and it was Honorable who started the implementation. To even make it more interesting, and why the personality change for me is immaterial, is that the government that negotiated that program had to give way to another new government altogether. And when the NDP took over in uh, uh, January 2017, they had to find their way around it. And their fund worked with the the NDP. And they will work with the new uh, finance minister. They will work with the government. Overall, the arrangement with the government of Ghana. So so the personality change necessarily will not uh, derail the program. Look at the way the program is structured. In fact, it's actually bigger than the finance minister. It's bigger than the finance minister, mm-hmm. okay? And I don't think that the finance minister, even if it can were to be there, it will make any particular uh, difference necessarily. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I think that let's not uh, major on the minor. I think let's make progress. The most important thing is that if you look at the characteristics of the IMF program that the current president inherited, it's not so different from the characteristics of the current program we are implementing. Okay. So what progress have we made structurally, transformationally, in the past seven years or so? And bear in mind, you know, MFA, I've gone back to look at the state of the nation address the president gave in 2017. And I've looked at the, the one he gave in 2018, and I'm comparing it to the one he gave in 2024 you will feel sorry for this country. Well, Prof, we are grateful. And uh, definitely, uh, like I said, the discussions have just begun. And the reactions to this particular State of the Nation address delivered by President Akufado is on from uh, the Super Morning Show tomorrow all the way uh, till the debate begins in Parliament. We are there for you. And George Riafe has been monitoring closely. Um, you heard everything you wanted to hear? Interesting uh, development. and. Still on the economy, still want to see what is up next, you know, and what government is going to do to firmly stabilize the economy. So, some stalled projects financed by external creditors moved on to government of Ghana budget to fast track its uh, completion. And Bank of Ghana reviews balance and transaction limits of customers of mobile money wallet effective this Friday, March 1, 2024, allowing persons to hold as much as 75,000 Ghana cities under some conditions. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationery, Syntax Tanks and President Charcoal and Herbal. Let's now settle for the details. Now, some of the stalled projects financed by external creditors have been moved on to government of Ghana's budget to fast track its completion. Several infrastructure projects across the country have been put on hold due to delays in financing or reaching a deal with external creditors. But in the State of the Nation address, President Akufado noted that this should help deliver these projects on time. We're committed to concluding the external debt restructuring process as soon as possible. So we move past the crisis. 
This will enable us to complete substantially projects that have been constrained due to financial challenges. In the meantime, some of the priority projects have been transferred onto the GOG budget with the same fiscal space to ensure their completion. This will enable the Kumasi International Airport, some 98% complete, to be completed by May. Other projects like the Confuanochi Teaching Hospital, CAD, Maternity Block, block in Kumasi, the Takradi Interchange, the Better Bilamti Interchange in Accra, the University of Environment Sustainable Development Project at Bunsu in the Eastern Region, Phase 2 of the construction of roads in Tamari, and the construction of the 84-kilometer railway line between Tema and Nakosumbo would also be completed. And that is President Akufuado. Let's get some reactions on his address. And first, let's hear from economist Dr. Patrick Usumi, who argued that government should be measured about its expectation on the ongoing negotiations with external creditors. The president and the former finance minister and the government has actually been more optimistic than they should be. You've seen that at every stage, they have gone ahead of themselves to announce timelines and those timelines actually don't materialize. I think, and I take the president as saying he's expressing just a hope because these are going to be very complex negotiations. These are not negotiations that uh, we control. These are probably going to be more long and drawn out compared to what we've had with uh, the bilateral creditors. These are commercial partners. So I think it's good that we don't try and put too much timeline on it and just go into the negotiation with good faith. And that is economist Dr. Patrick Kusum. Let's hear the thoughts of the Association of Ghana Industries. And here is this Greater Accra Regional President, Chona Makpelu. Well, it's, it's generally uh, a welcome news, uh, especially at a time where uh, the, we, we've had uh, incidents of instability in, in the supply of power to industry. Uh, you know, 30% of the entire industrial uh, activities is heavily dependent on power. And so power remains a significant component of the entire industrial chain. And with these incidents of instability in power supply, it affects significantly results, i.e. The, 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 the production process. And so it's been a major concern industry have been facing, and it's been a major concern that we continually engage government on, so that for the president to assure us of, of a future of a more stabilized power regime can only be a welcome news. We only hope and pray that and that is the Chona Makpelu. He is Greater Accra Regional President of the Association of Ghana Industries, reacting to the president's uh, argument that they made some significant progress in terms of supply of power for the country. The Bank of Ghana has revised the balance and transaction limits of customers of Mwamwani Wallet effective March 1, 2024. Statement from the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications explained that the development is in line with the increasing trend of transactional activities and involving customer needs. There is more in this report. On daily transaction limits, customers with a minimum account, which initially had a limit of 2,000 cities, has been upgraded to 3,000 cities, while medium account with a current limit of 10,000 cities has been increased to 15,000 cities. In the same line, an enhanced account with a 15,000 cities threshold has been reviewed to 25,000 cities daily. On maximum accounts, a minimum account which initially had a limit of 3,000 cities has been reviewed to 5,000 cities, 
while medium accounts with a current limit of 25,000 cities has been increased to 40,000 cities. The enhanced account with a 50,000 cities threshold has been reviewed upwards to 75,000 cities. On the breakdown of the review of monthly transaction limits, minimum accounts, which initially had a limit of 6,000 cities, has been reviewed to 10,000 cities. The medium account, which had no limits on the value of monthly transactions, remains unchanged, as well as the enhanced account, which had no limits on the value of monthly transactions, remains unchanged. And that is a business tax report. Now, the controlling accountant general, Kusi Kuni says that there is bemoan the slow pace of growth recorded in Ghana's public financial management journey. According to him, there's a need for the country to money the transition of governments when it comes to public finances. He was speaking at the ACCA Public Financial Management Focus Group Dialogue. One main issue we should avert our minds to is how well we have to manage the transition from one government to another regarding important PFM reforms initiatives that are ongoing. One major fact slow pace of PFM reforms achievement in Ghana is that important ongoing initiatives more often than not suffer slow progress or sometimes a complete stoppage after a change of government. This is a key national challenge. We should all work together to rest as government on one side and as professional accountants. And that is the controller and accountant general, Kwesi Kwamin Bosom Pim. To other news and finance director of Guinness Ghana Bureau's Justin Molly says that African continental free trade area will serve as a strategic opportunity to enhance operations across the continent. He spoke on the sidelines of Guinness Ghana Media Forum held in Accra today. Currently, we source some of um, ingredients and raw and packaging materials from different parts of Africa. I mean, we have we sourcing options in Nigeria. Um, Egypt, Morocco, South Africa, and some parts of other East African countries. But um, it's, it, it requires a bit of um, some work that the secretaries needs to um, formalize um, to be able to start enjoying some of these benefits that comes in with um, free movements of goods and, and services across board. And that you hear from the uh, finance director at Guinness Gun Brewers, Justin Molly. Let's turn our attention to the stock market. And if you're a shareholder of that of uh, Fan Milk uh, Ghana Limited, today you lost about five pesos in the shares now worth three Ghana cities, 30 pesos. And that's all uh, for business on Newsnight. Back to you, MFA, and back to the country. We have a short break, George. You're right. Tough. Time for sports on each night. Must bow. Yes, seven four. Welcome back. I heard George mentioning that. Yeah, welcome yes, back. Delta you. dollars and all of that. Yeah, uh, my Delta experience. I'll yeah. tell you all about it. Yeah, later. you got to tell us about what it. We saw, that. It we saw that you were at the game between West Ham, Bradford. That's different. Um, um, yeah. You know, you were uh, there and all of that. Different. Yeah, good to have you back. Good to have <laughs> you back. Good you. to have you back. Anyway, well, the president has been speaking today and uh, he touched a bit on sports where he revealed plans to unveil a presidential policy on football which uh, is intended to address the many challenges facing the game. Now, this is coming on the back of the recent performances of the Black Stars and other national teams that have raised questions about the future of the sports in Ghana as the search for success 
still continues. Well, the president believes that it is time that Ghana deployed a long-term strategy to help solve the country's football problems, hence the presidential policy on football. Speaker, I believe it is time for us to take a long-term, far-sighted approach to correct what has gone wrong. It is time to return to scouting, grooming and developing talent at the grassroots level under presidential policy on football that I intend to unveil very soon. The school sports department of the Ministry of Education will work hand in hand with the Ministry of Youth and Sports in collaboration and synergy with the Ghana Football Association to build district, regional and national juvenile teams for both girls and boys. So that's uh, the president on that very presidential policy. So we look forward to that. But the Black Queens themselves, the president also, uh, you know, commended for their performance and, uh, you know, so expressed support for them. Their game tomorrow against Zambia. They have uh, held their final training session earlier today in Zambia. And the head coach of the side, Nora Hotel, has been speaking ahead of the game, expressing optimism in the team's ability to overturn the results um, that they got here on Friday, last Friday. That tomorrow it's going to be a, a packed stadium, so um, we like it, we like this crowd and uh, I hope it will be a big football game um, tomorrow evening for all of us. We already adapted in mid-time in Ghana um, and had better um, grip, um, so we also have some plans for tomorrow, you will see. But of course, uh, it's, it's, it's our approach um, to be stable in the game um, and, and we need to score. Um, we are aware of that um, and you will see tomorrow on the pitch what our, our plans are. That's another hotel there. So uh, we're just all supporting the Black Queens. Hopefully they'll be able to overturn the deficits. They just lost one goal to no last Friday against Zambia in Lusaka. It's a big one. Will they do it? Wait to see. Thank you very much, Musbao. We'll watch you on Join News Prime um, shortly. Now, the Ghana Center for Democratic Development, CDD, is urging President Okofuado not to assent to the anti-LGBTQI plus bill, which uh, when passed into law will criminalize the promotion, advocacy, funding, and acts of homosexuality. According to the board chairperson of CDD, Professor Audrey Gajapo, the bill, which is expected to be passed this week, will not only criminalize persons involved, but will additionally violate media and press freedom. Um, she's been speaking at a press conference to end a day sensitization workshop for journalists on promoting human rights in Accra. The bill will violate media and press freedoms as it will punish any citizen who broadcasts or posts publications, stories or reports that are said to be related to LGBTQ plus activities. Any person that uses the media to broadcast and slash or advocate on this topic faces a prison sentence of up to three years. This places a heavy restriction on journalists, bloggers, influencers, and various social media users who produce or publish content, especially those who work in the field of human rights. And eight, furthermore, the bill violates Article 108 of the 1992 Constitution which prohibits private members' bills that impose a charge on the public purse.
That's a Professor Audrey Gajekpo. Thankfully, a proponent of the bill, uh, Mr. Emmanuel Bedra, Member of Parliament, and he joins us, uh, thankfully, uh, with a brief reaction uh, to what we've just heard from the CDD um, by Professor Audrey Gajekpo. Mr. Bedra, thank you so much for your time here on Newsnight. We were hoping that this bill would have been passed last week. Uh, we're hoping it will be done this week. But you've been hearing Pro Pro Professor uh, Gajekpo. He's asking the president not to assent to it, um, among others. Your initial reaction? Thank you very much, MFA, and uh, good evening to your charity listeners and viewers. Uh, MFA, every Ghanaian has the right, constitutional right, either to speak to the president or write to the president, not to abstain. And so we do not begrudge Professor Gajeko, neither do we begrudge TBD. I believe that we live in an environment that is governed by our culture, our norms, and our um, ancestral beliefs, uh, religious beliefs as well. And if a country that does not have rules and regulations that governs that country, uh, the country or members of uh, citizens in that country can vote, can do anything that they want. And so the members of parliament, especially the eight of us, thought that this is going too far especially when it comes to the issues of LGBTQ mm. um, uh, community. And so we need to regulate the activities. And not only regulating the activity of those who are in that community, but as many people who believe in them, who propagate them, and who finance them, we need to regulate them by coming out of this bill. Okay. And so for CDD to go to the press or write to the press then that they, he should not ascend to it, it's neither here nor there. We, 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 we don't begrudge them at all. Okay. Ms. Abedra, we are grateful uh, for your time here on News Night. And just uh, before we head out, um, we know there's a, a, a petition, or should I say a communication, from the office of the NDC's presidential candidate to the party and um, announcing a, a choice of a running mate. James Aveji has a copy of that um, communication from the party. Which we're told that the National Executive Committee will be uh, meeting shortly. James, briefly, what's in there? Yes, I'm a So as you said, this is in relation to uh, the uh, running mate nomination of his, uh, the flag bearer's nomination of his running mate. The NDC says in accordance with their article 42, uh, 45, they said in response to this communication, the party uh, is pleased to announce that a meeting of the Council of Elders will conceive at 11 uh, o'clock a.m. on Thursday, March 7, 2020. 24 to deliberate on uh, the uh, matter subsequently the national executive committee will gather at two o'clock in the afternoon on the same day to further consider the nomination they are promising that they believe the running mate that will be announced by former president john mahama uh, will bring a wealth of experience expertise and dedication to okay. the campaign of the party as they commit to building the ghana that we want and the names that have come up so far yes uh, we've been picking in some four names, uh, the Agbo uh, uh, Mafia mm -hmm. uh, for the Asogli State, Togbi Apade is in there. We have the former uh, finance minister, uh, Kabina Dufour is in there. Uh, former uh, 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 
a chief of staff, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Julius Debra, is also there, as well as uh, the uh, uh, female candidate, uh, Professor Jinnano Opogwajima. Uh, uh, okay. Well, in the coming days, we'll talk more about uh, this particular uh, running mate choice and who would it be uh, remains the key question. We'll get to find out. But it's time for the Geek Squad. And we're here in the studios. Hi. It's no longer Peps. Adobia. 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 Adobia.